With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Kedushan of Samach Zayim, page 67. We begin at the very bottom of Samach Vav on the base, page 66b at the Gemara. We said in the Mishnah, wherever we have Kedushan and there's no sin, so the child goes after the male. Rabbi Shimon turns to Rabbi Yechanan and says as follows, Is this a general rule that any place where there is a, an effective marriage and there's no sin that the child goes out to the father? Let's say you have a convert who marries a woman who's a bastard. That there is a valid marriage and there's no sin. A ger is permitted to marry a woman who's a bastard. But the halacha is that the child goes after the pgam, after the child is considered a mamzer, it's not considered a kosher child. The uh, convert who marries a mamzeres, a woman who's a bastard, so the child also is a bastard. These are the words of Rabbi So what do we see? We see from here that you can have a case where there's a permitted marriage. A ger is allowed to marry this woman. And nevertheless, the child still goes after the bakami, goes after the, the, the negative side of the relationship, and not after the father who's a kosher. Amar Leis, who responded and said like this, Misavros Masis and Rabbi who says that our Mishnah is Rabbi Yosi, Masis and Rabbi Our Mishnah is actually Rabbi Yehudi, the Amar Ger Loyus Mamzeris, who holds that a convert is not allowed to marry a woman who's a bastard. Therefore, there is a marriage, but there is also a sin. And therefore, in that case, so the child will go after the negative side of the relationship, and therefore, that would be included in exactly what the Mishnah is saying. So now the Gemara asks, Venisnie. So why don't we include it in the Mishnah? Why doesn't it say this explicitly in the Mishnah? Tana kol makam de sefalasuye. So the Gemara answers, it says in the end, kol makam in any event, meaning in any case where there's a sin, so it goes after the pakam, after the negative side. So that's going to include this case. Vibaisim, another possible explanation. Really, it could be that our Mishnah is Rabbi who says it's permitted. Vitana ezezu limeute. So when it says in the Mishnah, what is the case where there's there's no sin and it's going to be considered that it goes after the father? It says specifically these cases. So that's going to exclude a different case, which is our case. So the Gemara says, Is it true that it's only those cases and there are no other cases where there's no sin and therefore it goes after the father? Let's say you have a man who's a result of a Kohen marrying someone who's forbidden to. So the child is a Chalol. And, mar- and he marries a regular Jewish woman. So the halacha is the Yesh Kedushin Venavera. There is Kedushin, they're considered married, there's no sin. But Nevertheless, the child goes after the father, and the father is a Chalol. So the child also is a Chalol. So you see that you go after the negative side of the relationship. The child is not considered a regular kosher, meaning the child is not going to be allowed to marry a Kohen. That's not a problem. Like the statement of Rabbi the son of Rabbi Huda, that's who our Mishnah holds like. And therefore, so what is his statement? His statement is that a woman, a regular Jewish woman who marries a Chalol, so she purifies the child. And therefore the child is actually not going to be considered a Chalol. It's not going to go after the negative side of the relationship. So the Gemara asks, wait, let's say a regular Jew who marries a woman who is a result of an improper relationship between a Kohen and, let's say, a divorcee. So you have a marriage that's effective, and there's no sin. Nevertheless, we're going to go after the father. So what do we see? We see another case where there's no aver, there's no sin, and the child's going after the father. So why is that not included in the Mishnah? So our answer is, So in the beginning of the Mishnah, we're talking about these cases where there's no sin, and it goes after the father. So it says, in any event, any place where there's no sin, so it goes out to the Father. So that's going to include this case. And it didn't have to say this case explicitly.
we said explicitly like the other cases that were stated explicitly it was not able to be fit into the Mishnah how are we going to say it if you have a female priestess or a Levite or regular Jewish woman or a woman who was originally a Kohen but she is the result her father was a Kohen but she's the result of some illicit relationship she needs us to the Kohen Levi of Yisrael who got married to a Kohen to a regular Levite to a regular Jew it wouldn't work out because a Chalala is not appropriate to be married to a Kohen. So that's not, that's not something that we could say in the mission, and therefore it had to be included from the Kol Makoim in any event. Nagmar asks, What about the statement of Rabbi Barbachana? Rabbi Barbachana says, Let's say you have a second generation Egyptian convert who marries a first generation Egyptian convert woman. Her child is going to be a third generation Egyptian convert. And therefore, even though she herself is a first generation Egyptian convert, so, nevertheless, her child is a third generation and goes after the father. So, why isn't that included in the Mishnah? There's no sin, it goes after the father. So, it includes it in the words of the first section of the Mishnah. According to Rabdimi, who says that it's a second generation, this said it says that it's only these cases in the Mishnah, and it says that, that implies that it's coming to exclude other cases. So, it's coming to exclude this case, according to Rabdimi, because even though there's no sin, it still goes after the side of negativity. So now the Gemara asks, know about the following case that Ravin says when he came, he said in the name of Rabbi in regards to the nations of the world, if you want to know if he's considered an Egyptian, if he's considered an Adomi, etc., so go after the male, the father. This guy, let's say they converted, so then, as far as their nationality, so to speak, if it's an Egyptian convert married to, let's say, a Moavi convert, so you go after the more negative side of them, amongst the two. So we see that there's another case where there's no sin involved in their marriage because a ger, let's say, a ger mitzri, an Egyptian ger, is allowed to marry a Moavi ger, let's say. So but nevertheless, you go after the negative side of that relationship. So you don't go after the father. So the answer is, so that's what it's coming to exclude when it says what are the cases where in fact you only go after the father where there's no sin. So it's coming to exclude this case where there is no sin unless you go after the, the negative side of the relationship. So now the Gemara asks, Hi Mai, what's going on here? Now we're going back on the statement that we said when we were trying to evaluate whether our mission is Rabbi Yossi or whether our mission is Rabbi Yehuda, whether a ger is allowed to marry a mamzeris woman who's a bastard. If we say that our Mishnah is indeed Rabbi Yehuda who says that a ger, a convert, is not allowed to marry a mamzeres, so then the, the first part of the mission where it says, any place, so that's going to include a case of a regular Jew who married a woman who is a halala, where the child is considered, it goes out to the father, that it's kosher, it's coming to include the case of Rabbi Babachana where he said that if you have a mitzri sheni who marries a mitzri rishayna, a second generation Egyptian common who marries a first generation, that you go after, that it's considered, you go after the kosher part of it, so both of those cases are included. And when it says Ezezu, it's coming to exclude the Ravdimi Veravin. The case of Ravdimi, meaning according to Ravdimi, who says that it's a second generation, so there's a, there's no sin, and but it goes after the negative side of it, so that's going to be excluded from Ezezu. And Ravin, who is the one who said that if you have a different type, two different types of converts, that you go after the negative side of the relationship, even though there's no Avir, there's no sin. And the Gemara continues on Samasayan on base, page 67b, Kamak 
in the Sefer Lasuyeh Ger. And when it says in the second section, it says, Kalmakoim, any place where you have some kind of sin, so we come to include a Ger, Shnasa Mamzeres, who married a Mamzeres, and therefore there's, there is a sin, and it goes after the negative side of the relationship. So that's included in the, in the Sefer. Eli'iyam, Srebiyosihi, if the mission is Srebiyosihi, who holds that in fact it's permitted for a Ger to marry a Mamzeres, Kalmakoim, the Reisha Kedah Amran, Ezezuka the Amran. So we can explain the, the Kalmakoim, what it's coming to include in the first section, and what it's coming to exclude by the Ezezu in the first section. What's Kalmakam in the end case where they're talking about where there is a sin? What's that coming to include? So Gemara says, wait, hold on. According to your very reasoning, Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda, even though he holds that there is a sin, Ezezu the Sefer Lamali. What do I need Ezezu? What's that coming to exclude? So what are you going to say? Allah, So what's the reason why we said this Lushan of Ezezu, which comes to imply that these are the only cases to the exclusion of something else? So what are you going to say? Since we use that language in the first section, we use it in the second section as well, even though it's not specifically coming to exclude anything. So here too, we could even say that the Mishnah is Rabbi Yossi, and in fact, the second section of the Mishnah, when it says Kalmakam, it's not coming to include anything more. It's no, there's no sin in that case, in fact. But it's also, it's not necessary to say it. It's not coming to include, exclude. It's just saying it because in the first section we used this type of language, so we use it in the second section as well. Now the Gemara comes back to something that we said earlier, Gufa. We learned, Ki asa ravin, am Rabbi Yechanan, ravin came and said in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, umois, in regards to the nations, Helech achar hazacher, you go after the male. Nizgairu, once they've converted, Helech achar apogam shebishnei, you go after the negative side of the relationship amongst the two. My umois, Helech achar hazacher, what does it mean in regards to the nations, you go after the male? Because the time, like we learned in Abraissa, minayin lechem en umois shebala kanainis, how do we know that if someone of the other nations who came and had relations with a woman who was one of the seven nations in Israel who were mechuyiv, with an obligation to kill, and they have a child, even though his mother is someone who you have to kill, the child you do not have to kill, you're allowed to even buy him as a slave, Talmud Lomar, this verse says, also from the sons of those who are living amongst you, meaning they came from elsewhere, they're not from the seven tribes, so to speak, the seven different nations that were in Israel that were supposed to be destroyed, so from them you can buy, and Rashi explains that since the previous verse already said that you can use slaves from other nations besides the seven nations, so so what's it coming to say over here, these people that came that are dwelling amongst you, that it's coming to say that even though there's a mixture between a different nation and one of the Canaanite nations, as long as the father is an, uh, not amongst the seven nations, so then you're allowed to take that child and you don't have to kill it. So now the Gemara says, So you might think that even if a, a man from the seven nations came and had relations with a woman who was not one of the seven nations, nevertheless, you could still ha- take that child because it's still considered a mixture. That's what it says, That shall be born in your land. So this is coming to teach you that only the ones who are giving birth can be from this from this land. Meaning, only the women from the seven nations can create a child that you're going to be able to be able to use as a slave and not have to kill via a different nation. But not if the man tries to do it with a woman from a different nation. If the father is going to be one of the seven nations, so you're going to go after the father, the child is going to be considered one of the seven nations, you're going to have to kill him, you can't take him as a slave. Then the Gemara continues, If they got converted, so you go after the negative side of the relationship, my. What's the case? If we're talking about an Egyptian convert who married an Amon woman convert 
my pogumika. What's the problem? The only person who's not allowed to come into the Jewish people is only a male convert from Amon, but not a female convert from Amon. The case will be as follows, where we have a male convert from Amon who marries an Egyptian woman convert. If the child is a male, so we send it after him, he's an Amoni, and therefore the child also is not going to be able to marry into the Jewish people. If it's a female, so you go after her, meaning because since she, if she would be a female Amoni person, so she's allowed to marry a Jew, regular Jewish person, but if she's the, she goes after her mother, who's an Egyptian convert, so then she's not allowed to marry a regular Jewish person, only her child will be allowed to. So you go after the negative side of the relationship. Now we continue back on a statement of the Mishnah, Kol She'in La'al of Kedushin, anyone who there is no Kedushin, meaning the Kedushin does not take effect. We know how do we know that indeed the Kedushin will not take effect? That those who say was in the name of Rabbi Yanei, Rav Acha the Rava, Matu Mishum the Rabbi Yosi Aglili. And Rav Acha, the son of Rav, said that it was in the name of Rabbi Yosi Aglili. Amar the verse says, V'yotsami Beisoi V'hocha V'hoisalish Acher. So he leaves, I'm sorry, she leaves his house, meaning the house of the man who divorced her. She goes and she gets married to someone else. What's the lashon of to someone else? To someone else and not to any kind of relative. That's why it says the word acher. It could have just said, Why is that to say the ish acher? It's going to teach you someone else and not to someone who's related. Meaning someone who's related who tries to create some kind of marriage, it does not take effect at all. Rabbi Abba asked the following question. Maybe it means uh, she goes and marries someone else, but not her son. So the Gemara says, wait. Ben In regards to son, it says explicitly, that he cannot marry the wife of his father. So, so what's it coming for? is coming to tell you she can marry either others, but not her relatives. Why don't we say that both of these verses are actually going for the son? That one verse is coming to tell you that you shouldn't do it, and one is telling you that even if you try to do it, it doesn't work. So Gemara says, wait, actually, the fact that you shouldn't do it in the first place, we actually learn out from the sister of one's wife. If we find in regards to the sister of one's wife, you're not allowed to marry her, and there's kares, a spiritual excision if one does, and if you try to marry her, it doesn't work. So in a case which is a more stringent punishment, for instance, by the son, by the, the by someone who tries to marry his father's wife, so there it's there, if a person does that, so they're going to have death by the courts. So certainly, it does not take effect. So the Gemara says, Why don't we say that both verses are talking about the someone who tries to marry his wife's sister? And one is talking about they shouldn't do it in the first place, and one is talking about that if you did it, that it doesn't work. The Gemara says, That's fine. We can even say that, and then we can learn it out to everywhere else. How do we know it everywhere else? We learn learn it out from someone who tries to marry his wife's sister. Just like when someone tries to marry his wife's sister, so that's something that's unique, that it's something which is forbidden to him. If someone does it intentionally, so you get spiritual excision. If someone does it unintentionally, has to bring a sacrifice for a sin. And the Kedushin do not take effect. Any case where you have a licentious relationship, and by doing it intentionally, a person receives spiritual excision, 
and by doing it unintentionally as they bring a sacrifice, so too they will also not take effect their marriage. So we understand that all of them can be learned out this way. We have a problem in regards to somebody who's marrying someone else's wife or someone who's trying to marry his brother's wife. Because we can ask his followers, How can we learn it out from the sister of one's wife? There is no time where she becomes permitted. Where there's a commandment, meaning a person wants to marry his brother's wife, so he's allowed to do that in a certain case where there's a mitzvah, which we don't see that to be true in regards to a man marrying his wife's sister. There's no such thing. So we can't say anything, we can't learn anything out to the wife of one's brother where there is a permitted state when there's a mitzvah, when there's a commandment to do it. Also in regards to marrying someone's wife, also you have a problem like this. That there's no way of getting it to be permitted if you want to marry one's wife's sister. So the only way to do it is not while the wife is still alive. So in regards to Ishis Ish, the one who makes her forbidden, there still be, could be possible to marry that woman in the lifetime of the person who made her forbidden. Meaning if the man divorces his wife, you can marry her now. So Bionis says like this, that those who say that Rav Huna Brede of Yeshua said it, the verse says, It says, Anything that will be done from all of these abominations, they shall be cut off. So from the fact that this verse includes them all, so it comes to connect all of the different cases of licentious relationships to tell you that just like in regards to when it comes to the sister of one's wife, so the 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 kedushin does not take effect. So to all of the cases of licentious behavior, they do not take effect as well.